so let's just get right into this. Um, as you may have noticed from the intro music, this is not your typical Hey Chum session. Special episode. Special tight 15. Yep. We're hoping to keep it. Um, <laughs> we think. <laughs> who knows? We think. <laughs> this episode is about... Scandival. Yeah. And don't which, don't turn that dial. Don't do whatever is the podcast equivalent of changing the channel. <laughs> don't do it just yet. Just because you're not up on the Vanderpump. Right. Because we have things to say, and I genuinely think that there are tie-ins back to, you know, our communal like love of Shark Tank. Yeah. I think, you know, our audience, all 12 of you, um, <laughs> you're not people who are in the Bravo universe necessarily. Excepting... Right. Maybe Noah Martaller, but... And Glynis. And Glynis, of course, of course. But most of the HM's audience, I would say, does not know about no. Scandaval, about the Bravo audience. And we try to keep it pretty separate. But, you know, we decided that this was an issue that was so big, so monumental. Like, sometimes yeah. something happens in society where you can no longer sit down and shut up about it. And you may be asking, yeah. like... Sylvie, Alyssa, this topic has been dissected to death by professionals mm. whose job it is to look at these. Alyssa, you're leaving in a week for an international vacation. Sylvie, you just came back from a trip mm -hmm. and you have three weeks worth of work to catch up on. And this is what you're going to use your overlap for. Yeah, this matters not to us. Um, again, sometimes an event happens where it becomes a bigger conversation in society, right? It becomes a yeah. movement. It becomes a, a topic that bleeds into every part of your life. Yeah, Scandival from Vanderpump Rules uh, is a truly a once-in-a-generation cultural moment. And I think for us to just breeze past it and continue, you know, mm. recounting Shark Tank episodes would be akin to us breezing past an alien <laughs> invasion, you know? <laughs> like, we can't just pretend that it doesn't exist because it's going to color the way that we talk, the way that we think, the way that we process relationships now and always. So I think now more than ever is really a time for, for even the Shark Tank and the HMs community to understand how pivotal this scandal was. And so, you know, right. we're going to walk you through a summary for those of you who sort of put your heads in the sand. Mm. Guess what? The scanned. Now you're going <laughs> to, the scanned, <laughs> you're going to know. And now you're going to be able to tell everyone else. And now you're going to, more importantly, be able to appreciate our story begins about 10 years ago, <laughs> which, by the way, Vanderpump Rules was still on 10 years ago. So Sylvia and I have gotten to watch the, the start of this ill-fated relationship from the jump. That's right, Alyssa. And I actually, I've gone back, I've done the work of looking at um, mm. what we want to say are maybe the original texts over the last Respect. week or so. You know, I've gone back to season two. Uh, about midway through is where we really start to see Ariana enter the scene. So we'll give you guys a quick overview of the Vanderpump cast and kind of like how they all sort of interact and, and why that matters today in light of recent events. So kicking off early seasons of Vanderpump, if you haven't watched seasons one and two, what are you doing? Like if what, you like, like reality yeah. TV, if you're a fan of theater, of Shakespeare, yeah. of – I would say of competitive sports, you know, like uh, – yeah. I have always made this argument that Bravo reality television is my sports. Yep. Because where do I go to for a thrill? Where do I go to mm. to root for someone, to root against someone mm. for high stakes mm -hmm. drama in a mm. low stakes environment? 
to sort of feel a bloodlust, if you will. I go to Bravo reality television for that, whereas some would go to competitive sports, would watch a hockey game. Right. So really think about your prejudices before you say, no, that's not for me. Dive in. Yeah. Dive in headfirst. Watch those two seasons. Your life will change. Yeah, I would say, you know, for the stereotypical man, it's exactly that. It's the straight man. It's like, if you think you're better than Bravo, but you like sports, you're not. Go watch these first right. two seasons. Right. And for the the overly intellectualized person, you know, if you like a Eugene O'Neill play, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to like totally. the first two seasons of Vanderpump because you this will. is storytelling distilled. This yeah. is tragedy. It's comedy. So the first two seasons of Vanderpump really center around three couples, I would say, who are all friends Mm -hmm. and enemies working together at Sir and Pump, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. Sir stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. Uh, (laughs) It's important that you know that Sir stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. (laughs) It's so important because I saw, I think Michael Rapaport, like a clip of him discovering this information, and he was... (laughs) He was speechless. Um, yeah. So this, by the way, it started as a spinoff of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. Great context. Um, so I think, you know, Bravo producers were looking for something a little bit younger, a little bit uh, messier, a little bit less mm-hmm. quaffed. And they found mm-hmm. that in this group of six core psychotic, drunk uh, mm-hmm. servers. All manner of substance abuse. Yeah. I didn't want to, like... I don't want to make any allegations, but a lot know. of that, a lot, <clears throat> a lot of that, a lot of spending some time in bathrooms, but sorry, Sylvia, I'll, I'll let you continue. Oh, I was just going to say, so our, our kind of key players that you need to know about uh, are Stassi and Jax, who are a couple in the first two seasons. Stassi is your classic, your classic queen bee, blonde, terrifyingly sort of beautiful, mean, but yep. funny, charismatic. Very smart. Very smart. She's kind of the head of the other girls. And then Jax, who <laughs> is her boyfriend at the time, who's just an oaf. He's just a, he says at one point he slept with over 300 women. I think that is yeah. a super conservative estimate. I'm going to put him at 1,000. He's, um, he's just a well-carved piece of wood. Yep. He's a, he's a hunk of meat with a neck as big as his thigh. And- yep. You know, he also is super charismatic. So he's a bartender. Stassi's a server. Stassi's two best friends are Katie, who is dating Tom Schwartz, who is the human equivalent of a golden retriever, Mm -hmm. uh, but like a nasty golden retriever a little bit, as we're discovering in later seasons. And Kristen, who is dating Tom Sandoval, colloquially referred to just as Sandoval, who is... You know, I think consistently portrayed throughout the series as, like, relatively a good guy. Yeah, although vanity personified. Yes. Very self-obsessed. Lots of jokes about him doing his hair for hours. So, (laughs) season one, the main storyline was, like, Jax cheating on Stassi and her coming to terms with that. Season two, we start to get some rumors that Tom... Uh, Sandoval. Sandoval has cheated on Kristen with right. this girl, Ariana, who is a server at a different Lisa Vanderpump restaurant. And she's, of course, being brought in to now be a server at, you know, the Sir mm-hmm. and Pump. Kristen and Sandoval, they've been dating for five years at this point in season two. Their relationship is on the rocks. And it's strongly implied yeah. that, like, they've both cheated on each other at various times. Mm -hmm. And halfway through the season, they're both trying to just sort of like forget about it. 
And Tom swears up and down that he has never slept with Ariana, never hooked up with her, never done anything with her. Stassi is like a dog with a bone when it comes yeah. to gossip. And she spends most of the season trying to figure out if they had hooked up. Now, the B plot to this, which is really the A plot of the whole season, is Stassi is simultaneously trying to figure out if Kristen, her best friend, has fucked Jax, <laughs> her boyfriend. So Stassi's kind of playing it both ways here. She's a little bit of a Yago, uh, if you will, yeah. in, in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Um, Stassi, by the way, in another life with a different face, could have been like a Sarah Koenig mm. because she was so drawn into mm. this sort of like popular girl culture, I think lost out on the ability to be like an absolutely compelling Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't know if you know this, but Stassi and I and Ariana, actually, we all share a birthday. Oh, my God. You have the same birthday as them. Yeah. <gasps> June 24th. <laughs> So, yeah. And I should also say that, you know, our feelings are mixed towards Kristen and Tom at this point in season two. Um, Kristen is (laughs) – she's a mess, okay? I love her, but – Kristen is – She's a human uh, ashtray. She is. You know, she's just smoking all the time and yelling and getting drunk, as they all are, though. They're they're all kind of getting drunk and dumping drinks on each other. I just just have to say, Kristen is – Sandoval deserves this, but Kristen is one of the worst humans that I have ever encountered. I – despise Kristen, and I always have. That's interesting. I always thought she was funny, and I liked her for that, but I agree she comes off heinously in the first two seasons. And spoiler alert, it's later revealed that Kristen and Jess (laughs) indeed hooked up only, Not only just hooked up. (laughs) Fucked each other on Tom Sandoval's couch as I believe the movie Drive was playing. I don't remember if it was Drive Drive. or Crash. (laughs) Drive or Crash. A detail Either would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah. The scene that will stick with me forever. So, you know, everyone in this situation is a bad person. And Ariana Maddox, who is kind of at the heart of what we're experiencing mm-hmm. today in 2023 with Scandaval, she breezes in. She's a breath of fresh. She, she is really like is. beautiful skin, peppy, blonde. She seems smart. She's effortless. Yeah. She's that girl who you're kind of like, fuck you for just being one of the guys. Like, that's so annoying. But she genuinely seems she like really she's is. a fun time. But, you know, she's got this, like... She's above the bullshit. She's above it. She's this dry sense of humor. So even though we don't support cheating, we're all low-key rooting a little bit for Ariana and Tom. I'm high-key rooting for Ariana because I, again, yeah. despise Kristen. Right. So they they consistently deny that anything happened. Then Stassi gets to the bottom of it. And in one very memorable scene... Tom says, okay, yes, we made out one night at the Golden Nugget. Stassi (laughs) says, at the Golden Nugget, that's pathetic. And he goes, what are you talking about? I fucking love that place, which is one of my favorite exchanges (laughs) in history. Just a sidebar of Tom Sandoval defending the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas. It's so good. So through that episode, that's kind of the final straw in Kristen and Tom Sandoval's relationship. Kristen is basically like, I could have handled you cheating on me because we've both, you know, been shitty to each other, but I couldn't handle that it was this girl, Ariana, who makes me so insecure and that you lied about it, specifically being her multiple times to my face, which like, yes. But at the time, again, Kristen's terrible. Like, we like Ariana. We're kind of all rooting for this to happen. So season progresses. The series moves on. Eventually what ends up happening is like, 
Kristen gets kicked off the show. She kind of has a downward spiral. For being racist. Yeah, so does Stassi for being yep. racist. It's not. So does Jax for being racist. Uh, was Jax, was Jax because not- he was racist or just because... I think something may have different. Oh, I thought may he was been... a part of that. Okay, okay. I thought he was a no, part of that thing. Saucy and Kristen called the cops right. on this server, Faith, who was black, who slept with Jack. I can't even, like, get into that story. That's That deserves its own episode. Um, oh, it, yeah, but, it was making, making false claims. Yeah. Was Jax involved in that? Supposedly, yeah, according to Google. All right, so people, you know, people get kicked off, things change. One thing that remains consistent throughout Vanderpump Rules is Tom and Ariana officially start dating, and they proceed to have, over the next 10 years, what looks like, by far, the healthiest relationship on the show. Absolutely. Certainly the most stable. Yeah, for the longest time. And there's, you know, there's little, like, ups and downs, of course, as there are with any relationship. Ariana's always been clear that, like, she doesn't want kids and she doesn't want to get married. But, you know, they buy a house together in Valley Village. They have dogs together. They make a cocktail book together. They're life partners. They're in it. And again, like, Tom Sandoval has never really seemed like the bad guy compared to Schwartz and Jax and a lot of other people on the show. And a new player enters at one point um, (laughs) (laughs) who we don't have time to get into, but is great. So we've all been kind of plodding along. And honestly, like, the quality of Vanderpump dropped off over the last few years. Like, I, I have not oh, yeah. I have not watched the last two seasons they, consistently. They are much less fun when they're single and just trying to defend their toxic yeah. relationships. It's And it's right. been sort of dying. I would say that this, aside from the fact that Katie and Tom Schwartz, spoiler alert, divorced before the beginning of the season and that they're each now single and that a buffoon of a young man named James broke up with his fiance Raquel, whose name you should keep in mind. Um, a lot of them were single all of a sudden. And that yeah. is what buoyed this season um, to a place where that show has been very much lagging for the last yes. many years. And I think crucially when they started filming, what I loved watching about the first few seasons of Vanderpump is these kids had nothing, right? Like they right. were living right. in those shitty, shitty LA apartments. Trash with, apartments. Oh Trash my God. Wall to wall carpeting and like the AC. Yeah. At one point, Tom and Kristen can't turn the microwave on if the lights are also on because right. it's going to blow the circuit. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful to see They're like- They're just trash monsters and they have no money. And it's great because like that feels relatable. As someone who watches right. Bravo and sees Real Housewives and I'm like, ugh, you know, a little bit of an eye roll. Like, oh no, you're upset that you didn't get the fucking, yeah. you know, Balmain jumpsuit that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I live in a tiny apartment. To see people <laughs> who are like- just being trash monsters was a good time. Mm-hmm. Now, as Alyssa pointed out, not only entering the season are they all kind of splitting up and being single, they have had their net worth divided in half oh, yeah. and decimated by divorces. So they're all back to living in shitty apartments because they're selling their houses. Slumming it. Yeah, slumming it. So already, like, the intrigue was up a little bit for this season because the cracks have yeah. started to show in a couple of relationships. But not for a minute did anyone think no. Tom and Ariana were part of that crack. We all thought, like, yeah. this is solid this is stable. This, is, this has become the foundation of the show, I think, is, yeah. is what we were all led to believe up right. until and including the first half of the season. Should we take a quick break and then we'll, we'll get back into present day? Let's take a quick break and then we'll, we'll start to react and, and lay out what happened. 
Okay. We're back. We're back. So fast forward to present day. Alyssa, do you want to introduce us to Raquel and DJ James Kennedy briefly? <sighs> so Lisa Vanderpump, who is the matriarch and eponymous Vanderpump of Vanderpump Rules, who owns all these horrible restaurants, uh, has some <laughs> they're sort of... so bad. They're also... Sexy, unique restaurant? Like, okay, it's fine. One time, <laughs> one time Alyssa and I... <laughs> one time Alyssa and I had to do a shoot in LA before I lived in LA and we made the uh like sales executive on the shoot which was so grueling for us we forced him to take us to sir or to pump the, the moment we wrapped the yeah. moment we wrapped we went to pump yeah we wrapped that shoot which was like so fucking grueling we wrapped and we head directly to pump and i just take his fucking credit card and i lay it down on the bar and i'm like you yeah. get us nine pump teenies yeah and i drink two pump teenies in rapid succession oh those slid down like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah. Yeah. They were like cough syrup. <laughs> because it was made with like all of the drinks there are made with like um what is that? It's like pomegranate liqueur. It's like something yes. that's so easy to drink. <laughs> it's yeah, it's there's a lot of like pomegranate liqueur and syrups of all sorts in there and definitely like super chemically, I'm sure like proprietary pump ingredients that Definitely make for a signature drink. There is a signature good drink. No, there's a funny scene in in season two that I've been rewatching where Tom Sandoval is training Ariana to be a sir bartender. Oh my god! Or a pump bartender, and she's like, "What's the difference between like drinks here at Pump and drinks at Villa Blanca, which was LVP's other mm-hmm. restaurant?" And he's like, "Honestly, everything is basically just vodka, lime juice." And, like, a syrup. <laughs> he was like, if you just add those three things and then a little juice, like, that's every cocktail on the menu. That's everything on the pump menu. Yeah. So it's, like, a terrible place, but it's also a, a beautiful place if you're not paying yeah. for it. And, and it's camp so, and it's it's sort of ridiculousness. Totally, totally. You, you, it's a must-go. On somebody else's dime. <laughs> Definitely. Ideally on someone's corporate credit card. Um, so <laughs> DJ James Kennedy has some sort of familial connection to Lisa Vanderpump. Mm. She knows his mom or something, right? I don't even know. Yeah, something like that. I don't it's know. weird. It's nebulous. It's probably fake. It's, they probably yes. found that out after they cast him. Right. And they were like, oh, you've got yeah. like a quasi-British <laughs> accent because you like lived in England for like the first two years of your life. It's inexplicable how he still has a British accent, but like that's fine. Um, and so DJ James Kennedy was brought in as a DJ man about town, the new hot thing. And I say hot with quotes around it because DJ James Kennedy looks like, in Eric's words, uh, <laughs> Steve Rogers pre-Super Serum. <laughs> looks like Captain America when he was still a skinny Brooklyn boy. Like, James has a large head and a very small, skinny, little sculpted body. He looks like unformed clay. It's like, you know when you're throwing yes. clay at the wheel and you kind of like slap that initial ball down? Yes. That's DJ yeah. James Kennedy. Plus a fake British accent. Mm-hmm. Um, so DJ James Kennedy famously, when he came on the show, was dating Kristen, mm. formerly of Kristen and Tom Sandoval. Fresh off um, the Sandoval-Kristen breakup. Was, yes, which felt like a, a rebound move for her. Look at this like young hot thing that I have. Mm. He talks in a British accent, allegedly. And James is, again, like Sylvie said, we simply do not have time to get into James Kennedy. But <laughs> suffice to say that he is a problematic individual who's been through a lot. 
and a succession of girlfriends, uh, the most recent of which prior to the season was a young woman named Raquel Levis, whose actual name is Rachel and changed her name to Raquel, as we've learned recently, when she learned she was going to be on television. Raquel is a... <laughs> white. Yes. So white. Incredibly so white. white. She's, so, she's so white. That's a good... That's an important call out. Raquel is... Most <laughs> people have described her as like a doe, like a deer. Uh, she's got really big deer eyes and kind of a small face and a very long neck and a very long, beautiful body. She is a pageant girl um, who is soft-spoken, often thought of by the other cast members, and ridiculed as being an idiot, Um, (laughs) which jury's still out there. But, you know, she was basically James Kennedy's idiot fawn girlfriend yeah for years mm-hmm. lala who is another cast member who we can't get into but it is her own thing no whose real name is lauren but is still in the good graces of everyone on the cast pretty much so everyone still, <laughs> so she gets to still be lala she gets to still be lala whereas everyone on the cast is now referring to raquel as rachel uh lala <laughs> once famously described raquel as a bambi-eyed bitch um yeah. and i think that says a lot raquel struggles to put a sentence together at times, it seems. Yeah. Um, One time they were playing like a Jenga thing in Palm Springs as a group. And, you know, it was like drunk Jenga. And it was all little prompts, like Mm -hmm. say your favorite animal or like act like an elephant. And Raquel's prompt was simply give a toast. And she couldn't. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. And I don't think it was like an anxiety thing. I I really think she like couldn't think of words to say. So, you know, yeah. I feel bad because she's up until this season has seemed like relatively nice and the girls have been really hard on her. Right. She's had to put up with a lot of shit. And again, it has remained unclear whether she is actually just totally stupid yeah. or if she has like paralyzing anxiety about being on camera, which like she did. Why are you on the show? She did say in one scene, I don't know if you remember this, but <laughs> she's talking to James when they were still dating about how like. One of her core memories is having to go sit in a group of kids in a classroom because she couldn't finish her multiplication tables and everyone else got an ice cream party and she had to watch like Sesame Street or something. Um, Oh my God. And it's- No, I don't remember. It's very like, oh, you got put into a space. Special class. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're not. It's the former. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) mm, I feel uncomfortable saying that, but it's pretty clear. Unless she has like some speech thing going. I don't know. There's not a lot going behind those eyes. Like we're not expecting a lot from Raquel. She's a pageant girl. No offense, but offense. Right. Two pageant girls out there. She hasn't proven herself to be anything but a completely vapid stick with eyes. Yeah. Which is a change for us because a lot of the girls on Vanderpump are vapid, but like quick and funny and entertaining and she's kind of yeah. just has always sat there with a, a blankness yeah behind she's got it. nothing going on yeah let's be real here like this season now that she is single um and no longer engaged to james and is expected to sort of hold her own as just a cast member without being it's tough you know the person who was brought in because they were dating an existing cast member right. it's abundantly clear that this is not someone who would have made it to the callback stage if they were auditioning for new cast members on Vanderpump Rules. Like, she has nothing to offer. She just is simply a part now of the friend group and of, like, the dynamic and so much more, as we've learned. 
Right. That's the only reason she's on. Exactly. And if I had to be the producer or you were the producer, like running her confessionals. Oh, my God. Trying to get a soundbite out of her. Nightmare. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So she and James, at one point, they date, and it's kind of tumultuous. Um, but he's also going through his own shit. So we're, we're not really focused on yeah. Raquel, right? Because he, like, right. has drinking problems, and he lashes out. She he's, is mostly seen as, like, the punching bag. Right. Like, she, she is definitely the sympathetic character throughout their whole relationship. Because he's, like, terrible, and he's clearly off the rails. And so we don't hear a lot from Raquel. They get engaged. She breaks it off. They go through, like, a tough break. What I think is genuinely a tough breakup for both of them. But we enter this season, and Raquel is single. James has a new girlfriend. Katie and Tom Schwartz are now separated. And Ariana and Tom Sandoval are still going strong. And seemingly our foundational relationship on the show. Yes. And a major plot point of this season has been Raquel making out with Tom Schwartz, which is tough for Katie because Katie's like, I just divorced him. I asked you to not hook up with anyone in the friend group. You guys can't even do that. Like, you know, and there's photos of them making out like at Coachella. So that's kind of the ooh drama. And that even that was not enough to fully pull me back in. No, it was a little tepid because it was very clear that they were just doing it because they were goaded by producers. There is right. There could not be less chemistry between Rachel, Raquel and Tom Schwartz. Tom Schwartz also seems like a dummy to me. I just don't think there's like a thought between them that would be like, let's pursue this relationship. I think that he has spent so much of his life being the clown that he forgot um, how his brain works. <laughs> he's a really, he's a tragic character. They all are, he but. Kind, he kind of is. He is, you're right, you're right. And then what happens next, Alyssa? What happens a few weeks ago? Do you do you remember? I guess a few months ago at this point. So, and I'll give you the additional context that we've gotten over the course of the last couple of months, but it has been revealed that Tom Sandoval, who, by the way, has a cover band called Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. Uh, <laughs> that he pays. He pays them. That he pays. Oh, he pays it literally to every band member. To practice and to perform. Yeah. He himself, a star of a Bravo reality show, can't get anyone to want to play in his band. Mm-hmm. So he pays them. Mm-hmm. So they had a show at Tom Tom, the bar that he owns. <laughs> We're seeing a pattern here. Um, he dropped his phone. Mm-hmm. Someone picked up his phone and handed it to Ariana, his partner, Ariana picks up the phone, feels an instinct to go to his camera roll on his phone, discovers a very recent screen recording of a FaceTime between Tom Sandoval and one Raquel slash Rachel, formerly of the James Kennedy relationship, the Bambi-eyed bitch, Mm -hmm. as Lala said. Mm -hmm. And it was very salacious. She immediately knew that they were hooking up and in deep and confronted him and shortly thereafter the news broke Raquel happened to be shooting the show Watch What Happens Live which is another Bravo show in which people some famous and some less famous watch Bravo content and talk about it on a live show mm-hmm. Raquel and Sheena Shea who we haven't even gotten time to get to Sheena Shea who deserves more but <laughs> Does she? L- let's just say Sang the song upon which our new intro song, oh, true. temporary intro song, true. was inspired. True. So you all should look her up and, and give her props because she's come a long way. But anyway, they were on Watch What Happens Live together. And I guess right before they were about to air, Raquel says to Sheena, oh, by the way, I've been hooking up with Sandoval for months. And Ariana just found out. Whoa. And she said it to Sheena apparently so nonchalantly. <laughs> and 
Like, right before they were about to film, right? Yeah, and Sheena has always been positioned on the show as Ariana's best friend. Like, when all the other girls are being mean to Ariana, Sheena was there for her. Like, if Ariana has one fan, it's Sheena Shea. So It's Sheena Shea. Apparently, Sheena allegedly clocks Raquel in the face, which I... I yeah. love. Sheena's denying that, yeah. but like, Sheena, I support you. Like, I, I've seen. I she broke the skin. Yeah, a hundred percent. And all hell fucking breaks yeah. loose because suddenly our entire perception that we've built over the last ten mm-hmm. years of a Ariana and Tom's relationship being solid and mature and stable. like something, yeah, yeah, stable that we can rely on is shattered. Is shattered. Absolutely shattered. And our perception of Tom as like. While he is, you know, kind of vain and like kind of annoying and kind of selfish, whatever, as a relatively good guy who is opposed yeah, to his who did start his relationship by cheating sure. on his former partner. But we we forgive that because we're like, oh, Kristen was so crazy. Turns out, right. like Kristen, you may dislike her, but she was fucking valid for her instincts about yeah, Tom because she was right. She does an exit interview where she's like, congratulations, Ariana, you won. And now you get to sleep in the same bed as the biggest fucking liar I've ever met. And at the time I was like, okay, Kristen. Drama, and drama, now drama. Yeah. I'm like, dude. I, know, I hate to say that she was right, but she was oh, totally right. The prophecy of Kristen. And we also see what a fucking narcissist Tom Sandoval is and how he only got into this affair with Raquel because like he wasn't getting what he wanted in his relationship with Ariana and getting the attention from Raquel who again has one brain cell and a whiff of malice about her you know but she's like 27 and like he just turned 40 although I really think he's like 42 I think he's like lying about his age Raquel by the way Raquel in her head is 40 because she just this year aged out of pageant eligibility so it's two sad super vain narcissistic people having a breakdown having a midlife crisis about like they're not young and fucking anymore like random people that they meet at the bar they come together and it's just nasty it's despicable yeah but it's it, like sylvie said but it's, it's beautiful it's beautiful and it has completely shattered our worldview because suddenly you're seeing these people from a different light what i think is also so fascinating about the breakdown of tom and ariana's relationship is i i genuinely think tom got into a relationship with ariana because he felt a, a real connection with ariana and i think there's a reason that that incident of infidelity turned into a 10-year relationship. Yeah. And I don't think that that'll happen with Raquel. I think that he, in this case, simply wanted to end his relationship. Yeah. To your point, Sylvie, and found the easiest target, which was Raquel, who I think, unlike Tom, really wanted to hook up with someone in the group. Yeah. And really wanted to move on in a way that sort of scandalized and upset DJ James Kennedy, the pseudo-British young man that we discussed earlier. Yeah. So I think Raquel came at it from a position of like, I want to be in like a power position. I want to prove that, you know, I'm queen bee of this group. And Tom came to it from a position of, I'm a coward and I want an excuse to end my relationship. Yeah. And so I'm going to just fuck someone because that got me out of my last horrible relationship. And he looked no further than Raquel, who was hungrily prowling around for a story to help herself feel empowered. Yeah. And I think that that is such an interesting, like, co-dynamic where they were coming at it for very different, but very, like, brutally selfish reasons (laughs) that the, like, subsequent implosion is just, like, 
really beautiful to watch. It's like as if an asteroid headed towards Earth exploded. Yeah. And now we get to watch the meteor shower and know that it's not going to hit us. Yeah. That is a beautiful and such an accurate <laughs> metaphor for what has rocked our worlds. And I think what you're saying is exactly true. Like, whereas Tom and Ariana may have had an authentic, albeit unsavory yeah. relationship at first, they had things that they could share. And right. the thing that Tom and Raquel share is desperation and narcissism and right. seeking validation right. in the other to bolster oneself up, which is yeah. not going to end well for either party. Yeah. And the reason that I think this feels like such a seminal moment, if you're not feeling the enormity of this, like that's that's your problem. However, I think that part of why this is like such a, a cultural moment is because of that transactionality, Sylvie, that you're talking about. Mm. And herein lies the connection to Shark Tank. You have two people who in their eyes exist solely to be on this show, who are so self-inflated at this point in having grown their quote-unquote careers, but within the cozy confines of a television show that pays them thousands Mm. of dollars an episode and creates an ecosystem in which they cannot fail. That's been what has been so spectacular about this, is that this is just a ploy between two people Mm. who see relationships as such pure currency in a way that is like so detached from humanity that it bears studying. Yeah. I totally agree. And if we're going to try to put these three people into the context of Shark Tank, I would say Ariana gives off the vibe of a judge. I would compare her to a Lori, like Mm -hmm. blonde, confident, making good business decisions, sometimes has questionable fashion choices, but like overall looks good. Generally successful. And makes sense with her reasoning. Like she's not a Babs kind of going off on a tangent, you know. No. And she's in a position of power. And she has cashed the fuck out. Out oh since my this God. the amount the way that she bounced back and said yes sofi yes uber eats yes i'm doing these yeah. brand deals like she is getting her bag the cut just published an article being like ariana maddox is doing the most brand deals <laughs> ever and props to her and she looks amazing by the way and tom sandoval looks yeah. like shit so she's making the deal she's the lorry she's brokering she's thinking ahead she is not letting her emotions rule her tom sandoval right is the entrepreneur who would come on with his pitch asking for like a million dollars for 2% of the company. He is overconfident. He may not be totally stupid, but he's so up his own asshole that like the sharks would just be like, what? Uh, No, like you don't. He cannot see clearly. No, you don't get how this works. And it would be for a dumb product too. It would be for like freeze-dried beer chips or something like some stupid (laughs) like alcohol thing that he has no Uh idea how is gonna is gonna land outside of los angeles raquel is the person the entrepreneur who would come on and do a pitch and stand there and they'd be like okay you made a doll made out of like toothpicks for kids have you tested this like how many have you sold and she's like I made one model in my backyard and I don't have any further R&D. Like, can you give me money, I please? I playing with it. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm putting them in Shark Tank terms, that's what I'm kind of comparing them to. Mm-hmm. Just to touch on what you were saying about Ariana, and I said this like right after the season finale aired and we got to see all this play out in real time. Because, by the way, worth mentioning, mm. the season had already wrapped when this came out and 
the Bravo executives of Bravo, bless their souls, sent a camera crew to L.A. to shoot all of the fallout. It was actually like the EP slash showrunner's decision. And he started out as a producer on the show. So he's worked his way up through the seasons. And then he saw this go down. He's in the the Bravo offices the next day. And he's like, I'm saying "Mm." he's like, guys, we got to We're at a meta. Yeah. He's like, we got to turn the cameras back on and we have to go. And they are like, go, God bless, run it. This is four-dimensional television, okay? (laughs) Where the creators, the trajectory of the creators is as powerful as the story that is being told. Exactly. Like, I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. to be alive in this moment. Yeah. That is incredible. I did not know that. But so we did get to see all the fallout. And so they sort of recut that. And that was the new season finale once that had happened. Which is worth watching now, if you've listened to this recap, yes. just go watch the season finale. Right. Did you and Eric watch it together? I watched it. I watched it alone, but it was incredible. Mason does not like reality TV besides Below Deck, and he sat down and watched it with me, and we were glued. We were rewinding. We it's, were screaming yeah. at each other. It is a beautiful piece of television. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And not only does Ariana get what we all wish that we had in a moment like this, she has been cheated on. She has been jilted. Mm. She is breaking up with her partner who has made her out to be a fool, has been cheating Mm. on her for months with one of her best friends. Mm. Ariana got the privilege of getting to yell at him Mm. on camera for the nation. Imagine the person who did the worst thing in your whole life to you, you getting to carefully craft a full speech, a monologue, if you will, and say that monologue directly eye to eye to the person that wronged you. And there are three cameras filming and it's going to get cut and put on national television. Like, so that in itself is a gift. I came out of the season finale, like, I don't know, maybe unpopular opinion. Sandoval cheating on Raquel is the best thing that has ever happened to Ariana and that will ever happen to Ariana. Ariana's life is now complete. It is now made. She is set for life. She's got all of those deals. She will always be Ariana. This, I'm saying it now, was the best thing that ever happened to her. I agree. She is thriving. She is cutting loose a dead weight. And and by the way, Tom Sandoval now, we're all sort of re-watching the season Knowing this information in retrospect, knowing that like several episodes ago, they started watching the breadcrumbs, watching the breadcrumbs. And Tom Sandoval is so maliciously trying to seed the narrative that he is unhappy in his relationship and wants out, but Ariana just won't let him, which is like, I'm sorry. Sheena eviscerates him for this, Sheena Shea. Like, you sack up. You break up with that person. You do it no matter how hard it is. And if you're worried about their mental health, you rally their friends and family to support them. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I was saying earlier that Tom went into this relationship with Raquel for no reason other than to have a solid excuse to break up with Ariana. Because you can feel how much Tom has already, in his mind, ended his relationship with Ariana. Yeah. When they talk, they have that heart-to-heart. Tom gets about three words in. But even in those three words, (laughs) you can tell he is later in the grief stages of their relationship. He has already gone through at least three of the five stages of grief and is completely in his head done with this relationship and moved on from this relationship. And you can feel how 
how much that comes through in their final conversation. And both Brickell and Sandoval, it should be noted, have apologized to sort of the public, but have not, <laughs> it seems, apologized to Ariana, the person who they fucked over. And Raquel and Ariana, right. we haven't even brought up, developed a deep friendship over the last like, two seasons. Like, they're very close. Like, very, very close. It was kind of like no one wanted to hang out with Raquel, and Ariana was like, okay, you can hang out with us, and now this yeah. is how she's repaid. So Ariana was there for mm-hmm. Raquel every step of the way when she broke up with James Kennedy. I would like to now just, if we're winding down, if I could just read a couple of lines from Ariana's Please. monologue of them breaking up. Sandoval kind of walks in, and he says do you want anything? And Ariana replies, for you to die. (laughs) Immediately. No Mm -hmm. hesitation. Mm -hmm. It was so good. And then actually, Alyssa, can you do a reading? I'm going to text you this right now because this was one of my favorite lines. Was it, I regret ever loving you? It was not, although that was a great singular line. At one point, she literally just goes, I regret ever loving you, which is... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, this was gutting. This was a gutting line from Ariana. So in her stunning monologue, her stunning recorded revenge monologue, she says, I've been with you for nine years back when you lived with shorts. We became friends when you were literally wearing combat boots and skinny jeans and didn't have a dime to your name driving a 1997 Honda Civic. I love you then when you had nothing. (laughs) She loved him then. When he had nothing, when he was a trash person. Right. She reminds us all what a trash person he was. The 1997 Honda Civic is such a good detail. It's so good. So specific. So specific. And reminds us all of, for those of us who haven't been catching up on seasons one and two, like you, Sylvie, what Tom Sandoval once was, which was kind of an icky young man who was still finding himself. (sighs) I mean, is there anything else to even say, I just, uh, I'm begging every listener of this show besides Glynis and maybe Noah Martaller to go watch yeah. the finale of this season of Vanderpump Rules. It's, wow. The last thing that I'll say, which again, just brings it back to Shark Tank because we are TV people and we're talking about a TV show in Hey Chums with the Hey Chums Nation, is that we have entered a new era of television. The door has swung open. Scandival turned the knob yep. and opened the door. Yep. And now we are looking at a level of relationship dynamics and drama where nothing is off the table and everything is transactional and everything has so many layers deep that are not just real life story, but are production, context, other productions in the past. I mean, like, lest we forget, Vanderpump Rules itself is a spinoff of another reality show. Like, we are entering, like, Web 3.0 of reality mm. television, and we have just walked through the pearly gates. And I, frankly, am thrilled. I'm I'm so with you. That's such a good point. And I, I think this moment has changed reality television forever. And I think that producers, showrunners, EPs are looking at Scandaval And even if you work on a a show like Shark Tank, which is, you know, much more G-rated, much more family-friendly, you're maybe looking to this as like, what can we bring in, you know, that the sharks are talking about off camera or a hot mic situation that's going to add some drama, that's going to bring unprecedented levels of, you know, insanity that we haven't seen. Yes. It's a different world. The ecosystem has officially folded in on itself. Yeah. And everything is is reflective of the context that it is living in. 
It's incredible. I cannot wait to see how far this goes. And I definitely think we're going to start to see that reflected in some form or another in Shark Tank. Mark our words. A hundred percent. The snake is eating its own tail. Foucault would be having a field day. This is the panopticon. We are living in this era where everything is layered over itself in a really, really interesting way. So, And I'm just happy to be on this ride with you, Sylvie. And with our loyal listeners. Oh, my God. Alyssa. All 12 of you. Being on this journey with you, with Scandaval specifically, has been has been a joy. Mm-hmm. I hope you're all still listening. And <laughs> this may or may not have gone on longer than 15 minutes. But, you know, who's counting? If you're counting or you're not listening, you're a sexist. So you're a sexist. Just remember that. Yeah, and you deserve to be kicked off the show that is your life. We will Scandaval you. Just like Jax, Kristen, and Stassi. <laughs> We'll scan to follow you. We're not afraid to do it, and we know how to do it. We know how. But if you are still listening, we love you, and thank you so much for tuning in. You're so... Sylvie, it's so great to have you back in the tank. Oh, it's so good to be back in the tank, even though we're dipping into a slightly different pool than usual. <laughs> Listeners, you're beautiful. We love you, and um, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Because we're good as gold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,